Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're doing an NFC West preview show. Keith, welcome in, man. Yeah, um, this ought to be an interesting show because we've got what used to be the best division in football. Now is probably the most diminished uh, division wow. in football. Yeah. Um, we kind of figured and, that out in our last show and we tried to put an all NFC West team together just for exactly. fun. Exactly. And it was kind of hard on a couple different position groups. Yeah, there were a couple division uh, position groups where there just wasn't anybody um, in the entire division that was worth yeah. putting in there. And we're not even talking about the the quarterbacks necessarily. We're just uh, you know quite a few other position groups that were lacking, especially on the offensive line. I thought that was so it kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, so I think for this show, we're going to do alphabetical order. So we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. And basically what we're trying to do um, with these type of shows uh, for Seahawks fans is to kind of put together a holistic view of what's going on in the offseason, what these teams did, what our division looks like, where we stack up in the competition, and uh, kind of getting us ready for the regular season kickoff in September. So uh, we'll have a number of these types of shows, and then we'll do some uh, training camp preview type stuff, obviously, and uh, as we work through the preseason and so forth to get to get everybody ready. So the NFC West preview is uh, just kind of taking a look at what the other teams in the division had uh, uh, were up to this offseason, whether they improved, how they did with free agency, uh, particularly with the draft, and kind of where they stack up as we see it in the uh, NFC West this year without Russell Wilson. Um, Keith, what do you think about the Arizona Cardinals uh, as an as a kind of an overview before we kind of get into the uh, into the weeds with them? Well, um, for me, what I'm looking at with this is I'm like, uh, who is Kyler Murray going to throw to? Um, and who are they as far as the team? Are they the team that jumped out to a um, to a hot start both of the last two seasons? Or are they the team that? Um, fell apart and became, you know, just awful down the stretch, both of the last two seasons. And so uh, I'm looking at a roster here that I don't think is as good as last year. It's interesting that you framed it that way. Um, Cause really, you know, if we're, if we're going to take a look at it, um, I, I bet at the end of the conversation, we predict that they're the same team. Like they're going to show up, they're going to win some regular season games out front and then they'll might struggle uh towards the back half of the season we'll see you know the team uh put its faith in the in the head coach gave him a little extension cliff kingsbury this last off season uh they lost in uh ugly fashion to the seahawks in that last game the seahawks just kind of went all over him turned out to be russell wilson's last game as a seahawk uh, rashad penny had a career game that uh that game uh, and he stacked up two or three of those career games in a row uh, at the tail end of the season. Um, the 
Cardinals are interesting. I, you know, I thought that they were on the road really kind of to build a nice roster over about three or four seasons, starting with Kyler Murray. They got their franchise quarterback. They started to build a roster around him. I thought they had a really decent defense. They ended up having sort of a dynamic offense. They really uh, swooped in and and, uh, grabbed DeAndre Hopkins at a bargain basement price where nobody else thought that that was possible. And since then, they've just been kind of in this cruise control mode. Uh, They swept out, like you said, to really early division leads the last couple of years. Kyler Murray was in the hot seat, not hot seat, but he was in the driver's seat uh, as far as the MVP of the entire league is concerned in the first 10 weeks last year. Got injured, never kind of came back and recovered and was the same. Neither was the team. And it just kind of, it was kind of weird. This year, they lost Christian Kirk in free agency to a completely ridiculous contract. Um, But they did go out and um, trade for Marquise Brown, who played college ball with Kyler Murray. So there's some familiarity there. I'm thinking they did that on purpose to kind of get Kyler Murray grounded a little bit. It seems like there's some maturity issues there around the periphery. Not exactly sure what's going on with Kyler Murray. I know he's a passionate player, um, wants, uh, and his agent, I think, kind of overstepped his bound a little bit when uh, he came out strongly to advocate for a new contract when he probably knew full well that um, negotiating for an extension with two years remaining on his uh, on his deal was probably not going to work. Um that's kind of what I what I see. I see them kind of just being a team that lost some, resigned some, made the trade, but really didn't improve a lot. Yeah, I, I like I said, I don't. I I agree. I don't think they improved a lot. I think they've actually taken a step backwards. Um, and it starts at wide receiver because yes, they traded for Marquise Brown, all five nine, one hundred and seventy pounds of him, um, and. You know, with that, they <clears throat> sorry they um, they lost Christian Kirk and have DeAndre Hopkins now suspended, and so they've got one tiny receiver, um, and that's kind of it. Uh, I'm I'm you know look AJ Green was a big name a few years ago, but he has lost uh, a couple of steps, and then you're looking at guys like um, Andy Isabella. Um, or Rondale Moore. I mean, those, that's that's the top of their um, their receiving depth chart right now, and you know that's not a good place to be if you are trying to put together an offense that throws the ball as much as they do. Yeah. Now they they do have Zach Ertz, which will help um, as a tight end, but man, it's going to be rough. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major sports action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, re-signing Zach Ertz was was great. Uh, AJ Green, you know, I don't know. One of these days he's going to fall off the shelf. He did an okay job last year for for what they were asking him to do. He's probably going to need to step up a little bit now that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first what six or seven games. Keith, mm-hmm. um, they um, they lost Chandler Jones. I think this can't be understated. Now I know Chandler Jones was fighting some uh, injury situations here those last couple of years but when he's on the field he's a, clearly a difference maker and um he went away in free agency christian kirk chase edmonds i thought was an effective uh change of pace running back for them jordan hicks i think is undervalued uh in their defense that uh, he went away jordan phillips as well on the defensive tackle um front end of the of the defense there um so i just see them as just kind of meandering um, I think that, you know, I think every team, if, if you really look at it, I think every team diminished, maybe except the 49ers, we'll get to the 49ers a little bit. And I don't know if they improved, you know, by leaps and bounds, but I thought everybody just kind of took a step back mm-hmm. in line with the rest of the NFC in general. Um, I thought there was just a tremendous shift in talent overall to the AFC this year. And the AFC is just a way more competitive conference. If you look at, at the whole in the NFC West, Uh, you'd be hard challenged now to 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 put us into like the third or fourth best um division in football now it's just really kind of falling off and it's not just russell wilson leaving it's just a whole bunch of guys in different positions i think well yeah i mean you just went through all the all the guys that arizona lost and, and didn't replace um i still like their secondary um you know uh byron murphy jalen thompson buddha baker um but the the rest of their defense, I'm really not sold on. Yeah. Uh, JJ JJ White Watts a nice name, but when was the last time he played? Uh, you know, even close to a full season. When was the yeah. last time he was the dominant version of JJ Watt that um, uh, back in Houston? Of? Yeah, actually, and it wasn't even his last year in Houston. It was a couple of years before that because um, he's he's always hurt now. Yeah. Uh, the, this is a team. Uh, I mean, Zach Allen's there, so let's. Well, Zach Allen's a you know a five tech. He's going to you know defend the run better, and he's going to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but he's still you know they good, don't have a lot but... of pass rush there. Marcus mm-hmm. Golden, you can say is is going to get there. Cameron Thomas, a kid who they picked up in the draft. We'll talk about the draft in a second. Um, after that, I mean, there's just really not a lot. Uh, Devin Kennard, they they depend on him as an outside linebacker coming up and, and rushing the passer on third downs and so forth, but. That's the key to their defense. And I thought they didn't do a good enough job trying to build that back up this year. And I think it's mm-hmm. going to hurt them. I really do. I think that, you know, last year you could have said that they were a 12, 13 win team, especially early in the season. They were just on a roll. It looked like they were going to kind of go through the NFC West, take it, do some damage in the playoffs. They completely fell apart, fell off, uh, fell off the rails at the end there. And, and uh, part of that reason was they couldn't get to the passer. Well, and it wasn't just a um you know kyler murray injury which i i've seen um that as kind of the excuse because you know he got hurt missed some time um and then when he came back you know the offense was a mess they won with um colt mccoy as their starter so 
<clears throat> um, that w- it was a roster that was that could win games with Colt McCoy as a starter. Um, and then, you know, they get their dynamic player back and it didn't matter because you're right. The defense just couldn't get to the uh, quarterback and, and teams were able to just sit back and do whatever they want against them defensively. And this is a much diminished defense that already struggled because of injury late in the year. So, um, yeah, I just don't think Arizona is particularly good this year. So, okay. So let's fast forward. Let's, um, let's look to their future a little bit. Um, let's, let's take a look at the draft and find out kind of what they did to help themselves. And it started, um, with no first, first round pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they picked in the second round Trey McBride, the tight end, out of Colorado State. Kind of came in early in the process as being clear, clearly defined as being the best tight end in this draft. And then went through the uh, senior bowl process, went through the combine, uh, didn't test as well as, as everybody thought he would. Um, clearly put up some nice numbers there at Colorado State, but he was featured a lot and they threw to him a ton. Uh, 55 overall, does it help them? And then uh, Cameron Thomas, the defensive end, and, and Maje Sanders in the uh, to to round out their top three picks and uh, both fall just in the top 100 overall. Yeah, um, I mean, both of them are going to help their pass rush, but uh, as we've seen in Seattle, very few rookies come in and, and on the defensive line and make an impact. Um, usually it takes a year. Uh, before you start to see a lot of improvement and you know these guys are going to be asked to be like massively productive if this team's going to win games and that's rough now the Trey McBride pick was was a they've when they re-signed Ertz uh now you've got two of that um McBride's not as athletic but that's what he is he's that I don't block much but I I'm a, I'm a nice receiving tight end guy. Right. So now they've got now they've got two of that same player. Um, and Max Williams, an inline blocker guy that they've got as well. Yeah. So it's just an odd. Um, it was an odd draft. Um, I mean, I do like that they went and got two edge players because they needed it. And a year from now, when that pass rush is more developed, um, they'll benefit from it. But overall, it makes I mean, where's me the impact player? Yeah, it makes me the Trey McBride thing is just kind of weird because there was a whole bunch of wide receivers sitting there that probably would have helped them a little bit more. Kyler Murray, you know, and, and weapons. I get the Trey McBride thing though. It's nice to have two weapons uh from that spot, especially as much as Kyler um, you know, jumps around in the pocket and and, and uh takes off on the outside and uh some so some dump off type stuff is is good for them. But I don't know if that necessarily moved the needle or anything for them. In fact, the entire draft was just kind of yeah, San Diego State defensive end Cameron Thomas. He went 87 overall for a reason. You know, he didn't face a good, you know, big competition there, and he's got a little bit of development um, and learning to do. Maje Sanders is a little bit undersized as as an edge uh, from Cincinnati. Did a great job there, but you know, didn't play against extreme competition again. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how that comes together, and then the the balance of their draft was you know in the 200s or or uh, lower and um really just kind of marginal depth mm-hmm. offensive line help and, and whatnot so i just you know i think we've we've talked enough about arizona yeah. <laughs> i just I, I, so how many wins, i still how many think wins do you think the, that roster is 
nine. Kyler okay. Murray is a, a good quarterback. They're, I'm not going to diss on Kyler Murray too no, much not at here. All. I think that they have the ability uh, and a roster to get to nine wins. I'm, so I'm thinking seven or eight. I think I am. Yeah. And that's with Kyler Murray. Mm, yeah. I just don't see, I don't see enough help around him on offense and that defense does not look good to me. Mm. So mm-hmm. you could be right. Let's talk about the rest of the teams in the division. Okay. Um, let's go with the Los Angeles Rams. They, they won the division, but we're going in alphabetical order. Um, and I still see them, you know, before we get into the weeds again, I still see them kind of taking this division. Um, but what did they do? Did they diminish, uh, in your opinion? Yeah, they did. I mean, they, um, it's hard not to, uh, it's hard not start to. Having to pay people. Exactly. And that's kind of what happened. Um, they had some, you know, contracts like kick in as far as their cap hit and, and they, they couldn't pay everybody and losing Von Miller, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, I mean, they did replace, um, uh, Alan at wide receiver with, uh, Alan Robinson. Um, and so that, that's kind of a good pickup for them. Still got Cooper Cup, who's one of the best. Uh, Resigned him to a mega deal. Yep. yep. Um, you know, but they overall like they they lost some talent on defense, and they lost a lot of depth because they couldn't pay those guys. And um, I mean, they're diminished, but they've still got the high end talent. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Andrew Whitworth retired, Robert Woods mm-hmm. left in that, you know, in that uh, pennies on the dollar trade, uh, Darius Williams, Austin Corbett, uh, Joseph, uh, Sebastian, uh, Joseph Day, um, Johnny Hecker, all signed elsewhere. Uh, they, they were able to retain note boom, uh, to play left tackle for them. Um, and I think they will be okay on the offensive line. You mentioned Alan Robinson coming in. Um, they resigned, uh, Matthew Stafford to, to an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, but Von Miller leaving and Austin Corbett leaving, I think is probably going to hurt them. But they did bring back Troy Hill on a little trade, um, fifth round pick trade with the Browns who was there previous to, to last year. Um, I still think though, that that that's enough in this division. Now um, you, you mentioned missed, it being, you missed a, a very key <coughs> um, addition, Bobby Wagner to play mm. um, inside yeah. linebacker in their three, four defense. Um, where he's going to be next to Ernest Jones. So, where, so there's, you know, there's two inside linebackers instead of just having him um, try and do it all himself. So, uh, you know, the the defense still has Aaron Donald. And anytime you got Aaron Donald, you're going to be rough. Um, on well, they signed games. him to resigned him to a deal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they paid. They 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 definitely paid who they needed to pay and wanted to pay. Um, but I think the depth this year is questionable. And you mentioned it a few. Uh, on another show uh, where you thought that they really lucked out with injuries and so forth the last couple of years, oh, especially have. last year. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a, that's a, that's a huge factor to get to the Super Bowl and, and to win it. Um, so we'll see how that goes uh, with them. Um, Cam Akers is coming back. That'll help having a full year of him. Um, Logan Bruce the right guard uh, that they picked up in the draft 104 overall does have a chance to come in right away and start at, at right guard. Um, but everybody else on their, on their draft and, and they didn't have a great draft because every, all the picks were, were late. Uh, but to Durant, the cornerback out of South Carolina state possibly has a chance to, to work in 
to the rotation as a kind of a nickel corner. I yeah, guess. I mean, they Other because, than that, of, huh? I don't because know. of this Matthew Stafford trade over a year ago, their first pick wasn't until one of four. Um, they didn't, they, they, they basically did not participate in the top 100 picks. And that is where you find starters. And um, that's a hard spot to be in. But you know what? They'll take it because they got a Super Bowl out of it. And that's right. that, that's that exactly was the whole right. point. Yeah. So traded away all that draft capital to go win a Super Bowl and it worked. So they don't so care. Where where are they this year? Are so they within I, reach of that Super Bowl and the diminished NFC? Yes. Because so for them it's going to come down to can they continue with their um injury luck? Because with the exception of Woods um at wide receiver, they did not have a significant injury last year. And even with Woods, they were able to replace him with Odell Beckham Jr. So, um, who's also gone, by the way. <coughs> not, um, not yet re-signed by anybody, actually. He could, they, a, they, they were still looking at bringing him back, but they haven't yeah. signed a contract yet. Yep. Um, but you're looking at a, at a team that um, they still have the top-end talent, right? They still got um, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and and – you know, now they've got Bobby Wagner instead of Von Miller, and they still have Jalen Ramsey, who's probably the best corner in the league. And mm. um, the top in talent is there, but yes. it drops off quickly in terms of depth. If they start having guys get hurt, which they haven't over the last couple of years, um, the drop off in talent is huge, way more than other teams have because they just don't have the depth or the cap space. Yeah, well, that's why they don't have the depth. So, okay, so uh, give me a kind of a record for them. Where where you see them finishing? I think um, eleven wins is 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 about where I see them. They look like um, the class of the division and one of the three teams that could probably win the NFC or NFC um, total. So, do you think that the NFC West is? Um, is still strong enough to have them lose games in the division. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the the division teams just know each other so well that uh, they're even a really good team is going to get picked off a couple times um, per season. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not thinking that they're just going to like roll over the division or anything. Yeah, I think you're about right. 11 wins is, to me, maybe slightly conservative, um, but I wouldn't go any higher than 12 if I was going to put a number on it. Um, and I think that they can get there again, depending on the injuries, um, and and kind of easily take the division. Now, <laughs> Arizona is kind of the, the wild card to me in this, in that I think that they do have an opportunity there. Kyler Murray puts it all together. They end up winning games in December instead of September. Um, you know that that could happen let's talk about the 49ers and see if they can give them a run for their money last year the 49ers ended up in the nfc championship game um are they yeah, that a team weird that is an nfc championship quality team no i mean go look at did you like i know you watched the games as i did um they weren't dominant in any point of the year um they were 10 they, and they 7 didn't win, they had a good win against green bay at the end of the year they went, that, eh, they just... went 10 and seven. 
They had a pretty easy schedule throughout the year. Um, they, you know, kind of limped through a bunch of wins that could have gone either way and then ended up, you know, having a fairly easy uh, road in the playoffs. So um, it, I mean, it is what it is, but they are a team that just, if they think that they're one piece away from the Super Bowl because they made it to the NFC Championship game, uh, I think they're going to be surprised that they're not. Um, well, if they were one piece away, they didn't do anything in the offseason to solve that. Yeah, uh, true. Um, I think the other, but the other part of all of that is that this is a team that could be better and still win fewer games because of just the way everything broke for them last year. Well, let's talk about the obvious. Let's talk about the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo situation uh, mm -hmm. for San Francisco. How do you see that playing out? What what happened last year? How do you see it playing out this year? So Jimmy Garoppolo played all year. They didn't get um, Trey Lance any development snaps or anything, which was, uh, it, it's crazy, but I mean, I guess it got him to an NFC title game, but um, they gave up three first-round picks for Trey Lance. He's the future, and he needs to be playing. They know it. Everybody knows it. Um, they overplayed their hand with Jimmy Garoppolo, thinking that if they held on to him, eventually someone would offer up, you know, lots of draft picks for him, and nobody did. Um, and now they're stuck in a spot where what do they do? Do they have a competition, which is what they say they're going to be doing, um, or ultimately do you end up? letting him go for nothing um and ultimately what you know what you don't want is a situation where in the locker room you're you have people who are divided as to who your quarterback should be and you don't want that and so last year you know they could see trey lance was developed was a developmental guy they were trying to win now all of that but now at some at some point you do have to turn things over to the kid and you don't want a guy like Garoppolo sitting there grumbling, uh, or even if he's not causing other players to grumble because they see, you know, Trey Lance make a mistake and like, see, this is why we should be playing Jimmy. And, and you just, it, you can destroy a locker room that way. It is, and, it is so a I, hard I situation. It is a hard situation um, for a team. I, <laughs> To, to draft Trey Lance and then sit on him. And it's a big question mark because the kid hasn't played yet. He's got, he had some upside, but he also had, had some maturity situations, which is why they kind of didn't move forward with that last year, went with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is an interesting quarterback in this league because we both know he has physical limitations. He has some mental limitations, yeah. uh, but that hasn't kept him out of NFC championship games and Super Bowls. And it's interesting because he's got a 33 and 14 career winning record, a 68% completions, 8.4 yards per attempt, which I was shocked at that um, yards per attempt. I thought it was going to be in the 7.4 range or 7.1. It was 8.4, which is better than league average. And then 71 touchdowns versus 38 interceptions. The guy just wins. He throws touchdowns and he's got a hyper completion percentage. He's an ideal quarterback for a semi-conservative offense um, that really is allowing other parts of their team to win games for them. And so now you turn from that, 
which you can get pretty comfortable in winning football games. You turn to that and you go to Trey Lance, who's a complete unknown, and you let Jimmy Garoppolo walk. Now, the only benefit of allowing Jimmy Garoppolo to walk right now is his $25.5 million cap hit comes completely off the books. I think they're on the hook for like $1.4 million if they cut him. So that's not a factor. So <laughs> it's going to be whoever Shanahan wants to be the quarterback of this team is going to be the quarterback. And well, they do have some incentive to, to cut him and roll that cap over into 2023, but you're taking a big chance on taking a kid like uh, Trey Lance and, true, and handing the keys to the franchise to him. I know they, what they did. They thought so highly of Jimmy they, Garoppolo that they traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo was coming off a rough year and injury when, when they made that deal. And they last year, he played all 17 games. True, but, I mean, they still... They still thought so highly of Garoppolo that they traded three first-round picks for yeah. his replacement. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, they did go all in. I mean, you got to hand it to Lynch. I really like him as a general manager, A. But B, he didn't screw around. You know, they they went all in. They got their guy. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of do whatever you need to do to, to, to put your franchise in a position. But then Jimmy Garoppolo kind of outperformed expectations last year. So now they're you're right. They missed that window. To mm -hmm. trade Jimmy Garoppolo, I thought they held on to him too long with kind of the he's not available yet because I think they were trying to squeeze the market a little bit and then the market just went Whoa, and yep. got away from him and here they are. Um, all right, so there's that. Talk to me about the rest of the roster, what they did in the offseason. I know that they signed Shavarius Ward from Kansas City, um, but um, I thought that they they lost Quan Williams and, and a few other defensive uh, players. And, and um, I just, as far as the free agency route of this ball club is concerned, I thought they just stayed the same more yeah. or less. And I would agree with that. They, um, they are not, they're not a, a better roster, but I don't think they're, they're worse. Um, there is some, some really nice pieces here as far as, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Guys like Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, um, you know, Fred Warner, um, they've got pieces that they can, you know, really work with. Um, the fact that they made Jason Verrett um, a backup instead of a starter by getting Shavarius Ward was mm -hmm. was brilliant. Um, you know, this is a team that has um, good talent on its defensive side. Um, Kerry Hyder Jr., is back with them um to back up nick bosa and you he know, didn't get he those. didn't work out too well for for the seahawks as seahawks fans know but mm -hmm. the year prior he worked out very well for san francisco so if they can reprise that role yeah that's a great signing for them yeah and then um they're in the draft their first draft pick um of drake jackson the edge out of usc mm -hmm. with the um pick 61 because they didn't have a first round pick hence the trey lance stuff um but uh, Drake Jackson, I think, is really underrated, um, and I was expecting him to go significantly higher than that. He comes in and gives them uh, an instant upgrade uh, there on their pass rush, and so you're yeah. going to see him take over for D Ford and make D Ford a situational guy that that comes in, um, you know, for 15, 20 snaps a game rather than starters minutes, and it will be better off for it. And you know, Drake Jackson's going to eat. 
Um, my thing, same thing I said about um, Arizona's defensive ends earlier is true. Don't expect huge numbers by Jackson, but his athleticism, his ability to drop um, back into coverage, et cetera. Yeah, this just steam diversity. All the things that you want him to do is going to make people around him better. I agree. And they still have Nick Bosa there. They've still got Eric mm-hmm. Armstead. You mentioned Javon Kinlaw is coming along at nose tackle. Uh, they picked up Hassan Ridgeway in free agency to back him up. Samson uh, Ubukim is a little bit underrated at defensive end. Um, I think he probably gets the nod over Drake Jackson early in the season. Um, but Drake Jackson is going to uh, come in and play heavy rotation minutes in that defense. I really do like their secondary. I think their defense is still top 10. I think their oh, yeah. offense, they have pieces. Um and, and interesting pieces to me. Debo Samuel, obviously. Ayuk is there. Dwan Jennings, um, who's an undervalued, I think, slot-type receiver out of Tennessee a couple of years ago. Probably play a bigger role with him this year. Um, and then George Kittle, obviously. Um, and then uh, the running back room. Elijah Mitchell, David uh, Price, Wilson Jr., Trey Sermon, they still have. Um, so it's it's an interesting thing. They they. I could see them getting back into the playoffs, getting into the wild card round, et cetera, in the diminished NFC with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you add Trey Lance to that equation. Does Trey Lance um, have the weapons to be able to utilize Trey Lance's skill set? Um, and can he avoid uh, turnovers if he were to come in and, and compete? It's it's anybody's guess. It's anybody's guess. Even his own coach is having a, a hard time um, appointing him a starter before training camp. I think they want to go through the process and kind of see where he's at. Well, that's part of it. And the other part of it is if the moment that they say that, you know, Trey Lance is guaranteed the starter, Jimmy Garoppolo's price for in a trade goes way down because everyone, I don't think anybody's going to pick up him and his $25 million cap hit at this time of the year. No. I mean, there's only two teams that, um, don't have a starting cornerback and that's Seattle and Carolina. Everyone else ha- knows who their starter is going to be. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not an upgrade um, to any of them. Well, maybe, I mean, I just pointed out some Jimmy Garoppolo stats. Let's talk about the Seahawks. Um, let's talk about the Seahawks. So this is our team, Seattle. Um, I, <laughs> I want to be able to, to become, confident in saying that I think the Seahawks are slightly better as far as an overall roster than people are giving them credit for. I just don't know how much, and I don't know how much the quarterback play is going to impact the win loss totals given the rest of the roster is pretty, pretty good. Pretty nice. I think the rest of the roster talent wise, now, there's some more youth on Seattle's roster and maybe some of the other clubs because of our draft and so forth. But if you take a look at the talent potential overall, I think our, our roster stacks up pretty pretty nice with everyone else's. Pretty, you know, in the ballpark, you could argue. But it's that quarterback piece, Keith. Man, you just yeah, can't, you can't get around it. It's just, it's like, it's a big, huge scab. You pulled it off, you pulled the Band-Aid off and it's still bleeding. And, and you're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> because... You can, and the coach is excellent at this. You can paint this pig with lipstick and make it look really nice, but at the end of the day, it's still a pig. And you got Geno Smith and Drew Locke, two quarterbacks who don't have winning records in the NFL, uh, 
you know, um, Geno Smith's been around for like six or seven years. Drew Locke's been around for, this will be his third year. And uh, it's Gino really Smith's hard. Been around for 11 years. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Since 2013, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or 12. Or I guess like it wouldn't be 12. 13, be, I think it's, so 13, so it's nine years. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things, Keith, where it's just like, I want to believe because I'm a Seahawks fan and I want to get behind my quarterback and I want to like pull for him hundred percent. And I, I'm just fool. I'm literally having to fool myself into yeah, fool's gold to try to get this team willed to like nine wins. And and <clears> I don't mm-hmm. know what to do about it. Cause I no, I truly do want to believe the quarterbacks that they've got are trash. And um, I just think that that's too far. I don't, I'm not going to say that they're trash. We saw Geno Smith come in and have a five to one quarterback ratio last year. He did some nice things in a couple of spots in a struggling offense, even before he got the reins. So I'm going to, I'm just going to back off that comment just a hair and I'm not no. going to say trash. No, because you, he, he's got nine years in the league. You're, you're trying to say, oh, he had one good game against the team that ended up with the first overall pick in the draft. Um, and he therefore that's played like- for, for th- four years, dude. I mean, he got, and then when he just got warmed up and we were thinking maybe it'd be kind of nice to see him in another game because he kind of plays within the offense, blah, 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 blah. Russell Wilson comes back early and kind of presses and shouldn't have come back. And I just think take, that Gino it, had it a little bit more than that. It can't take you three games to warm up. I, I don't buy that. Four years out of the league. <laughs> he wasn't out of the league. He no, was you know, on this roster knowing this player. Knowing this offense, he practiced in it. He did went through all the reps every day. Um, he wasn't out of the league. He wasn't sitting on a couch somewhere. So early in this process, Pete Carroll has said that Geno Smith has got the slight nod uh, in this competition based on the fact that he's just familiar with the offense mm-hmm. and he's a vet and he deserves kind of to have that little nod. Where is Drew Locke in this competition and who do you expect to emerge after training camp as the starter in week one? Um, Drew Locke is learning the offense. He is trying to figure out what everyone figured out last year and coming along um, and is probably the eventual starter. Um Although in the end, it doesn't matter because we've seen uh, three years of Drew Locke and him lose his starting job twice after, you know, the Denver Broncos gave it to him twice and he played his way out of it twice. Um, And so that's why he's in Seattle is because he wasn't the answer and he isn't going to be. Um, But you look around the league. Find me two quarterbacks that are starting that aren't either, you know, that aren't second year players um, who are worse than Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Uh, Wilson for the job. Well, second year. Um, who's the who's the kid from Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence. No, the uh, what's the other team I'm thinking of? You know who. Used to I be do. in New York, got traded. Sam Darnold. I, that's why Sam I said name, name, name me two because Sam Darnold is the one. Yeah. I, and maybe Marcus Mariota. 
is is on par or or lower right now just because we haven't seen him than Geno Smith maybe. But those that's it. I'm I'm giving you that. Here's the here's the deal. Like you know, you got to look at Shane Waldron's offense, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm going to keep going back to this well until I'm proven wrong, and I can't be proven wrong until the season starts. So that's why I'm writing this argument because I think Shane Waldron in this offense, the way it's designed, the way that Pete Carroll said he wants it to be operated, I think both quarterbacks have a chance, quote unquote, to be able to be that in this offense as long as they don't turn the ball over because that's the key. And I think if we can rein those guys in and not turn the ball over and move the ball and in little bits and pieces, dink and dunk, um, I think there there's nine wins to be had with this roster. So let's, okay. So let's get beyond the, the quarterback argument and go to what, what do we do? So uh, we re-signed Rashad Penny. We re-signed Smith, obviously, Will Disley, Sidney Jones, Quandre Diggs, extended Brian Winnick. Uh, we lost Bobby Wagner, DJ Reed, Gerald Everett, Rasheem Green, Terry Heider, Ethan Posick, and uh, we traded Russell Wilson. We acquired Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and Drew Locke, and then we signed um, Uchenna Nuasu, Quentin Jefferson, Artie Burns, Justin Coleman, uh, Marcus Marquise Gold, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Um, so that was the off-season portion before the draft. And I thought, yeah, that's that's a pretty decent off-season if you discount Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson being off the roster. Anytime you're going to lose those premier guys, your roster's not as good. It just isn't. Um, but I thought we did okay given the circumstances on that, just from the volume and the depth perspective of replacing those guys with some good quality overall depth to make the team better outside of the quarterback position. I think Bobby Wagner and you and I both talked about this as far as him getting to that edge right now where we're starting to see diminishing returns. And I know that it's a good signing for the Rams. We just talked about that. Um, I think it's also a good time to not bring Bobby Wagner back in this new defense and, um, and give our guys a chance to kind of step up and take leadership roles. And it's just, you know, every franchise needs to go through this. I think it was the time. Um, but then talk to me a little bit about uh, the draft and what we did to kind of build this roster going forward as we get now past the Russell Wilson uh, part of this uh, this franchise going forward. Well, what they did was they invested in the positions that they haven't invested in in um, quite a while and um, started to build this team the right way. for In the trenches, right, you need to – on defense, you need to get after your quarter, after the quarterback and, and cover. Those are the most important things. And on offense, you need to be able to protect your quarterback and get open. Um, and that's what they went and did. They got Charles Cross, who's the best pass blocking um, offensive tackle to come out of the draft in the last few years. Um, has some learning to do on how to run block, but, you know, the talent's there. Um, you know, and then backed that up with, uh, Abe Lucas to play the other side, um, who also is a great pass blocker who doesn't get an opportunity to run block very often. So um, they got guys that can really move uh, great in space, great feet, all of that. They they went and got offensive tackles when they needed them. Um, they also added uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, to take over at running back because we know Penny's only good for, um, you know, 
what three games for games a year um and so they needed someone who could actually carry the load and they got that with walker um you know and then the parts that i was saying they would they get after the quarterback and cover well their other picks were boye mafe at pick 40 he's going to be an instant starter um on the edge um uh, and then kobe bryant to week uh tariq woolen um on the back end kobe bryant's probably going to be an instant starter um, although he's got a lower ce- ceiling than Tariq Woolen, but Woolen's got more growth to happen. Um, Woolen has that, you know, Pro Bowl potential um, that Kobe Bryant doesn't have. Um, and then, yeah, Tariq Smith, uh, another edge rusher, came after that. So they 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 knew what they had, and they knew they started to actually invest into the positions, not try to put band aids on a roster to you know go for one last you know, push with the, with the core that they had with, you know, of Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, instead of putting band-aids on holes, they were like, okay, let's invest in what makes a good football team. And that's what they did. Yeah. I, I great succinct roundup on all of that information. I think it, it points to a really nice future. I thought Pete Carroll did an excellent job this off season. Everyone was asking for his head. Uh, you and I were were not among those, but we knew that changes needed to be to be made. They did that. They 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 revamped the entire coaching uh, staff. Uh, and if you take a look at the the two years combined, they redid the entire thing. Um, and then, um, as far as training Russell Wilson and getting what you could, um, not only a, a, a nice uh, trio of players, but uh, the two first and two seconds plus a third. Um, time to move on from Bobby Wagner and see what Jordan Brooks can do and company. Um, overall, I thought they did really well as far as just building this thing. And then next year, they've got two firsts and two seconds as well. So this is a process. This mm-hmm. is a first year of a, of a, probably a three-year deal. Next year will be year two of the build. And then year three would be the year that they really start competing um, to yep. go deeper into the playoffs and so forth. Now, there's no saying that they couldn't get there next year. I don't know that they do this year. I think next year, though, they could compete depending on the quarterback play. And then uh, year three is where it all starts to come together again. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're, there's still work to be done. I mean, obviously, you got things like getting Metcalfrey signed, but this is a team that, that still needs a center. Um, they need, uh, well, they need a quarterback. They have to fix that. Um, and, you know, they need some help uh, in the defensive tackle um, part. They could use another uh, linebacker. And they need some help on the back end, you know, uh, a better quarter uh, cornerback play. And they have to figure out Jamal Adams and what's going to happen with him because he's kind of stuck. They're stuck with him this year because of his contract. Um, but is he the long-term solution at strong safety or is this the last year of Jamal Adams in Seattle? And they send him packing and, and move on from uh, all of that. So um, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's kind of where they're at. So, uh, Give me a, a little bit of a record. I know it's June, but uh, kind of paint that we did with the other uh, clubs as well. And then kind of just where they sit as far as the NFC West. The quarterback play is going to kill them. And that's unfortunate. Or, or surprise us. It's going to kill them. You couldn't get, you couldn't name me two quarterbacks who are, or, who are worse than our starters. Currently. 
we haven't gone through this process yet or this season. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to remain optimistic and I'm going to say that there's like a 20% chance that one of these two quarterbacks emerges and able, is able to win games with Seattle. No, I, I know it's, I'm a, not a, with you. It's, it's a reach. I know it's, I'm a reach. not with you on it. Uh, I think saying. this is a five. I, I think this is a five win team because of the quarterback play. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. That's what happened no. to you, Keith. I'm just, we've gone through all of the, <laughs> the, the, all the rosters and all of this. And you're, and this team is not going to compete. They have the fourth best quarterback by, and by far the fourth best quarterback. And that doesn't matter what happens in San Francisco. Cool. So five wins, last in the division. Which means we've probably got a top ten pick next year. Five wins, you've got probably got a top five pick next year. Should and be there's, interesting. There's three quarterbacks, so it depends on who's above you. Yep. Right. Okay. Well, that was a good show. I like that. I mean, we had some disagreements, but yeah, I think overall we're probably in line with at least the way the divisions I think going to finish. So mm-hmm. um, anyway. It's a little uphill this year. There's no question about it. It's going to be a rough year for Seahawks fans. I know Pete Carroll's going to have a rough year. He wants to win. He's not going to lay down for anybody. But the reality is, you're probably right. The roster, while improving, is still not quite ready. And the quarterbacks are going to hold this thing back um, and and could outright lose a few games that we should win uh, if we had you-know-who still there. But here it is. We'll move on and and um, looking forward to the future. So, all right. Find Keith on Twitter at MyersNFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. Find the show, subscribe, share. Until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWC Hawk. Keith is at MyersNFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.